0: We will wait till the end of the year, and then we'll sit down and see what Clarco wants and what the club wants. There is no discussion taking place on coaching at all at the moment. Hawthorne has given him some sort of guarantee that he will be Alastair Clarkson's successor.
1: A very successful era at
0: Hawthorne is about to end, with Alastair Clarkson to hand over the top job to club legend Sam Mitchell at the end of 2022. I've got no doubt at some point in time we will be in April. So the important thing for both Dan and probably on too is that he just doesn't do that prematurely. It's a really, really difficult escape. He's contracted until
1: 2022. Yeah. He's proven himself to be the best coach in the competition for a long period of yeah. time. What are we
0: talking about? Marco Erlenier come bad. out and said, look at my history, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. That's what he said. If the club puts it to him we want to change, well, it becomes different. But he'll be seeing his contract out. It's not been an easy decision, but we have no doubt as a board, it is the right decision. I've been married enough to have a lot of those tough conversations with people other than me being right in the hot seat. Now is the time for me to be in the hot seat.
1: How many clubs would be interested oh, in correct. having Alastair Clarkson yeah. take over?
0: Well, well, probably all of them. Probably all, probably all, probably all, of, them. all of them. It's alright, I've got the gobs back when I heard the news. Today. I, didn't, I didn't know it was coming, but I was, I was very, very surprised.
1: Well, look, I think carlton has been interested in Alistair Clarkson from the start of the year. I still think they're interested in Alistair Clarkson. Alistair is clearly a very bankable commodity.
0: So 18 years at the end of next year, four yeah. premierships. What legacy does he leave? <laughs> oh, enormous! I mean, where else do you find someone that delivers your four flags in 18 years?
1: Welcome to this emergency edition of Sports Speak. Today we're joined by Hawthorne faithful and regular of the pot Jono, We're here to discuss Alistair Clarkson and the breaking news that as of the end of the 2022 season, his role at Hawthorne will be handed over in a succession plan to Sam Mitchell, the current assistant and Hawthorne champion. We're going to break down whatever Jono thinks about this move and a little bit of the history of these succession plans and the pros and cons of it. Without further ado, here's Jono to join us to discuss this breaking AFL news Let's rock and roll. G'day, g'day. There he is. Greetings, sir. So uh, let's (laughs) let's cut through the meat of it. Today's announcement, you've got a brand new coach in waiting in 2023 with Sammy Mitchell coming on board. Thoughts? Well,
0: I think there's a certain degree of inevitability once it was clear that Graham White had made him a pretty significant Front runner for the the Co- Collingwood job, and Hawthorne obviously didn't want to let him go, so that's created a bit of a uh, bit of action. Um, I think this may have been the long term plan all along, but it was going to be kept in house and it would have been kept quiet and this and that and whatever. But once once Roddy went, yeah, I think he's the front runner, and it got leaked. They had to make a move, and that move is to ensure that he's there to start in 2023 and you know your four-time
1: premiership winning coach is out the door so what, what do you think of um this has some similarities to Collingwood not wanting to lose Buckley when he became front runner for some jobs do you see any issues arising or do you think this has a bit of a different feel about it than the Collingwood situation
0: I think it falls in between how the Paul Ruse situation with Melbourne went and how Collingwood has gone with, had gone with Malthouse and Buckley because Collingwood were right at the tippy top of the the league at the time and that makes all the difference. I mean Hawthorne are obviously in a long term rebuild at the moment. Clarkson is putting the work in and the, the 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 work in the young legs and providing the the sort of finishing touches on what.
1: Sam Mitchell needs to be a, a premier, not a premiership coach, but an AFL coach. Collingwood had, I would suggest, an unwilling participant, but I think there's probably a pretty fair indicator that he he is a believer that he's had his time and he'll look, he'll snap up another opportunity in a heartbeat.
0: Yeah, I mean, Clarko's not going to have to worry about getting another gig. The thing that's different with Collingwood and with pretty much any other club is the way that Hawthorne Approach opportunities for their front office and coaching staff they are very proactive and very much a um, progressive organisation in that side of things and once I mean if Clarko hadn't have thought he was ready he probably would have fought a bit more but he knew that all the way along in bringing him back to Hawthorne from West Coast that Mitchell was going to be in the long term plans from a coaching perspective I think it gives him an opportunity to start somewhere and put another, you know, another feather in his cap to do something else, whether it's transforming a moribund franchise or getting the most out of a team that's already close to success. It's sort of up to him. But I don't think it's the, I don't think it's the Collingwood situation. I think it's much more closer to Melbourne where it's like, I'm here for this last year. I'm going to do X, Y and Z and I'm going to prepare the next coach to take over and basically put him through finishing school.
1: Yeah, I I tend to agree. I mean, on the surface level, it's easy to see why Mick Malthouse was a bit taken aback by it. I think he had a premiership, literally was the premiership coach at the time that Collingwood announced these plans, well, or or was about to become the premiership coach. I don't quite have the timeline in front of me, but premiership coach, runner-up, gone, which is very unusual particularly given how Collingwood courted Malthouse and probably had their greatest run of success in a number of years under him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think if you went back in time and had a good close look at it, they wouldn't have made that decision again. There was a there was a very significant case of FOMO about what they were doing, whereas Hawthorne seems a little bit more, a little bit better considered given where the list is at and where the options are at. They needed to make a decision, whereas they might have probably kept it going a little bit quieter for a little bit longer, but obviously this has been in the works and Mitchell's interest from other clubs made them move more quickly.
1: Yeah. The difference with Melbourne is they hired Paul Ruse on the knowledge that he would only be a couple of years and he wanted to do his succession plan, same as he did with horse in Sydney. So yeah. Paul Ruse, you know, openly doesn't want to be a full-time coach forever Whereas a Clarko is more of a shady type, I would have thought. Um, and Malthouse certainly loved coaching and clearly wasn't finished with that group. So there are some obvious differences from the Melbourne perspective. And what I think Clarko might mirror here is he does have a relatively uh, youthful side to his list with all the exodus from last year. And I think he'll do similar to what Paul Roos did. He'll look at this next... 29 games of football and go I've got to put the games in these young kids teach them the defensive aspects of the game and then let Sam take over in 2023 with what his game plan will be if you look at the difference between Goody and Ruzi Goody actually came out with a more offensive style Ruzi was a very dour coach and the Demons started with defense and they've gone sort of a little bit back to the future this year I think Goody's gone all right. I like the way the play looks but we might blow a team out by 80 but give up a fifty-point game the following week, so yeah, he's striking that balance. Sam can learn from looking at these examples. Horse took off. Sydney were uh, fifth in twenty ten under Ruzi, and then he's he, you know, he had him winning a grand final two years later. So yeah, it was
0: very much a like-for-like like replacement there in terms of philosophy. I mean, we don't know what Sam Mitchell's going to be like, but I would think that he would be very much in the Clarko mould. So I think that'll work.
1: So he, here's a query I have for you, though. So you look at Goody. He actually had time at the Adelaide Crows Football Club. Malcolm Blight, you know, Gary Ayres, quite a range of yep. coaching experience there. Then he went to the Essendon Football Club as an assistant, worked with Bomber Thompson, James Hurd, quite, again, an array of <laughs> characters, let's say, with Essendon. But nonetheless, Bomber's a premiership coach. Yep. And then Roosie with Melbourne. So does it does it bother you even slightly that Sam Mitchell's history... Is with Adam Simpson who was with the Hawks and Clarko who was with the Hawks or do you look at it and go some of its parts there was other characters around Beveridge and and Hardwick and all these guys throughout his career
0: look given the amount of talent that's left Hawthorne to go on a coaching success elsewhere they've all done so with that bedrock of collaboration and the not one size fits all type philosophy I think that's it has been a great success of, of Clarkson's, his ability to game plan and to manage and to put the hours into these men as coaches is far more important than saying, I'm only going to play this way. And I think if it, if look, Sam Mitchell is going to coach the same way that he played, he's going to be prepared. He's going to be smart. He's going to do things that he thinks are in the best interest of his team. And he'll be pretty cutthroat about it. And I think he will be, bring on the better aspects of Clarko with a bit more probably a calmer demeanour. I think he'll be his own man and I think the foundation of his knowledge there's no dramas. I mean, you've got the Fagans, the the Simpsons, the the Hardwicks, the Uzays, all of these guys that are are prominent coaches elsewhere, Beveridge, all of these guys coached under Clarkson and he allowed them the freedom to be who they were and then take that that knowledge transfer elsewhere. I don't see it changing for Hawthorne. Yeah, that's a fair call.
1: So you're confident in this decision as a Hawthorne fan, a Hawthorne faithful, take your analytic hat off for a sec?
0: I think Clarkson will be always be at his best when he's got a team that's at the verge of or in the in the contention. I mean, a story Andy Marr float that he would be a statement piece for the AFL to go to the Gold Coast Suns, for example, and I think that would be the wrong environment for him as great as he is and is there much of a, an, authentic, a, an authentic stamp on what they're trying to do up there, I think he would be much better served going to a team that needs that extra that extra few lengths, whether it's, whether it's a Carlton or a Collingwood or that type of team. He can handle ex- expectations. He can handle every aspect of your organisation. But wherever he goes next, he will have... Probably an issue where he might have a little bit too much say.
1: So let me, let me devil's advocate you again here and, and just throw it back on that Gold Coast thing, question without notice. Do you think that the difference, you look at GWS and the Gold Coast, right? Entered the competition around the same time. One has had sustained success and one has been a basket case. The one that's had sustained success brought in Choco Williams and Kevin Sheedy in the very, very early days. Do you not think Clarko could really cement even more of a legacy if he turned the Gold Coast Suns from whatever this is now into an actual club with with real oomph? Yeah,
0: he could do that. The issue that you may have is that why wouldn't you want to go for the Premiership success if you can get get a hold of it? Clarko doesn't owe the AFL any favours. I think the job at the Gold Coast Suns is greater than probably any other task
1: uh if they said right we want clarko in there you're gonna make this happen he could literally say to the afl i want xyz to do this
0: yeah but i mean this has been like i mean the gold coast tried that with rocket Eat as well who's also a notorious hothead but it was also a very good system manager and a, a senior yeah true a senior quality guy. I mean, I think Clarko could do it. I just, I, I just don't see why he would want to.
1: Clarko's kind of the Balachek though. Rodney Eads more like your, um, I don't know who who would you call him? Like a Mike Buttonholzer. Close, yeah, no, he's, he's... close, but never. Yeah, he's more of a George Carl. He's very, very much like... angry, maybe a little racist. Angry, no, little... <laughs> oh. I don't, I don't that want that. to. I don't want oh, to prescribe that to record. Rocket. I was just joking.
0: Yeah, I had a few interactions
1: <laughs> with Rocket online
0: actually he's good value and he's he's willing to like engage with idiots like me which
1: I thought was good We were talking about Jack McCrae just to be clear I don't think Rocket Eaters is a racist it was just a joke because George yeah, Carl aggregators, is...
0: watch out. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that that's probably a really good way of doing it but I, I don't see I don't see him as a roozy type either I don't see him as that statesman sort of
1: calming influence. Sorry, no. let's let's move on from the Gold Coast side. Where would you see Clarko landing? It hasn't been done, but
0: if I was Collingwood, I'd offer him a first round pick and whatever it takes that the league allows to get him into the, the side into the club at the end of the year. He's exactly what they need. I
1: just can't see Clarko bolting on Hawthorne. Unless no, it's mutually but agreed. I mean, if the compensation's
0: a first round pick, you'd have to have that conversation because obviously he already thinks that Sam Mitchell to a degree is ready to step
1: up. Just on I that real be... quick, Collingwood don't have a, they barely have a pick to get Dacos. they got to jumble yeah. stuff up, sell everything. Yeah. They can't give yeah. a pick and the other away thing to get
0: a coach. Is their, list is, their list is probably Old. less attractive than Hawthorne's. Teague's still contracted. So you give him, you know, you give him that gear and then bring him in. But I mean, there's so many Ross Line tentacles with Carlton. I think Clarkson's also a native South Australian. If Ken Ingley doesn't get it done, imagine what he could do with that list at Port Adelaide. Because I mean, I mean, there's got to be time running out eventually with Hinkley. Like he hasn't taken him to the promised land, despite looking like he could at various points in time. So there's got to be enough rope. The other thing is he might not want to coach. He might want to do that director of football thing and you know do the Bill Belichick puppeteer work for a bit. So I mean, it's really look. It's really hard to sort of tell because you know. What might be
1: available now won't be available next year, and yeah, but like you say, clubs are going to go. All right, Clarko's on the market here. What do we do? Carlton makes the most sense to me. I know you talked the Ross Line thing, but Teague's literally contact contracted till the end of twenty twenty two. If Carlton fail, the players will know what's a going to happen. List as well, they've and got they've a list got would be attractive to to Clarkson, and you've got McKay, Wiedering, Walsh, Cripps signed on for yep. a long period. There's a real. There is something to work with there. That's why we're so disappointed when we talk about them.
0: Yeah, exactly. I would think that would be his natural fit because all the expectations that comes with being a Carlton coach or player or whatever wouldn't bother him. He's he's more aggressive than Mick, but he's also less, you know, quasi Phil Jackson as well. He's a bit more pragmatic. So I think he'd suit what they want. He's like, this is the direction that we're going in. We're pulling this way. If you don't like it too bad.
1: I feel fatiguing. I think he's literally, everyone's going to draw the same conclusion we just have, which is he's got a year to run. Carlton can sit and see what happens and, and just play both sides. Well, let's wrap. I don't want to go too long. Just yeah, your no last, sweat. your last thoughts on, on Sammy and Clark. what are you greatest fourth on coach of all time?
0: No, John Kennedy senior. Look, he's three guys that I would say, uh, worth really remembering and Clarkson, Lee Matthews and Kevin Cheedy are those three and then I think everybody even Mick Malthouse are a tear down from him from those three I think
1: well last thoughts on you are you going to be sad to see him go
0: I'm not going to be sad to see him go I'm just going to be happy that he was there because it's represented the greatest period of mine as a football fan since I first fell in love with football which is in the the late 80s when Hawthorne was dominating then. Um, The fact that he brought them back with the players that I'll always remember in my prime, I'm hoping that Sam Mitchell becomes that player for my kids.
1: Thanks for listening in. We'll be back with more soon. Thanks for Jono for making very, very quick time at a moment's notice to talk about Big Al Clarkson. Cheers, guys.